Hello again, and welcome to my podcast, Figuring Out Life. Today's special guest is my friend, Tatiana Marie. Let me tell you a little bit about Tatiana. So Tatiana is a New York City Harlem native who currently resides in the Shy. She's a content creator and hosts a weekly inspirational video series called Top of the Morning. Her goal is to inspire people to pursue their dreams despite limitations. As a first-generation high school and college graduate, she continues to push through her own limits as she's currently in pursuit of a law degree. Tatiana is a boss, period. And you you will hear her say that a lot. (laughs) And actually, Tatiana, you are my first guest on the podcast. So I literally am honored. I am honored to have you. You literally... One, you make everyone that you encounter feel so comfortable, but also just so encouraged, and you inspire me so much. Um, You are a friend, an entertainer, a fellow creative, and go-getter, and I cannot wait for the rest of the world to meet you. Oh my gosh, Krista. What's happening? I'm so excited. you know I'm shy. Thank you for your kind words. You are far from shy, but we're going to just go with it. It's fine. We're going to go with it. (laughs) Okay, so I gave a little spiel about who you are, um, Mm -hmm. but do you mind telling everyone a little bit more about your background and what makes Tatiana, Tatiana? Sure. You know, I wasn't, I'm, I'm coming into this new phase in my life where I'm like, don't be afraid to tell your story. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess sometimes we get tired of it or embarrassed by our stories, but listen, right? So like like you said, I grew up in Harlem. My grandma raised me and I love my grandma for sacrificing her life to raise me. So I'll always honor her in that. Um, My mom was a teenage mom. My dad uh, got locked up when I was real young. So my grandma raised us, you know, public assistance. We, you know, struggled it out. She held it down, you know what I'm saying? But um, we just experienced a lot of trauma growing up. Specifically, I learned this term in therapy because, yes, yes Jesus therapy. in therapy. Yes, that's <laughs> yes, for therapy. Um, and, and my therapist and I, we talked about transgenerational cycles of abuse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's something that my family has uh, kind of experienced across the board. And so who I am is coming from trauma, dealing with my trauma, growing in that and seeing everything that I was raised up in and just making a commitment to myself that I wanted a better life. I wanted a different life. Um, And so now on the upswing of that, like I went to school, like you mentioned, got my first person in my family to get a high school diploma, first person in my family to get a college degree. And now we're on our way to more education. And it's just out of a commitment to myself, to my family, uh, to where I come from, that we can do better, we deserve better, we can be better. And even basic things like education are not above us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, I, I, so my goal is to literally break the barriers and the things that have defined my family to completely just break them and just pursue higher for me and them. So that's, I guess that's a little bit of Tatiana. In a, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I just break generational. <laughs> generational curses casually per usual, right? Just some light work. Um, yeah. <laughs> you are amazing. And I love your commitment to that, to writing your own story, yeah. literally, and knowing that not only does it affect you now, but it affects future generations because you've been a result of that right exactly yeah and so like knowing that you are starting a new story for the generations to come I am in awe of that um Tatiana you are seriously one of the strongest people I know and I think even just from that short tidbit we can all pick up on that um Mm -hmm. but I know in our conversations before you have mentioned struggling with fear and anxiety Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that you've battled and you're overcoming um where do you think that burst from to be honest i had my first panic attack in undergrad at the ohio state university don't forget the the um (laughs) at the ohio state university and i believe you know you know what they say new new levels new devils listen 
that thing is for real, right? Because I felt like when I was in undergrad, after like graduating high school, which was a fight, right? Then I got to undergrad and it just felt like I was at another level of breaking like yet another barrier, yet another generational curse, right? And so just the weight of it for me, and sometimes I put too much pressure on myself. So I'm not gonna even try to act like people were chasing me down, like you better get a degree. That was not happening. Nobody was checking for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it was, I just felt the weight of wanting, like I said, just wanting something better for my family and for my life. And the heaviness of it, I think, gave me so much fear and anxiety because I just felt like, like if you don't accomplish this, like what, what will that mean? Like, like, like we said, for the people coming behind me. And I just really was committed to writing a different story. So I just felt like the weight of it all um, really struck some fear in me it, because I was just afraid of fail of failure altogether but um yeah that's when it started and I mean obviously we always have plot twist I end up graduating so I guess it pushed me but it made me stronger because even though I was having panic attacks all the time anxiety all the time um I made it through it I pushed through it and we're here now <laughs> so but that's where it began yeah yeah and I think I think you brought up some really good points because here's something that I've been learning and maybe you can attest to this of fear isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It is a, it's a natural response that our body has um, to like big situations. Like for you in this instance, you are studying school. You are doing something that no one in your family has done before. Like mm-hmm. feel that weight is natural. But yeah. it's what you do with that, right? Like, mm-hmm. how long do you sit with it? How long um, is it, like, manifested within you and becomes something else, like right. a panic attack, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you mentioned um, the fact that that's something that you kind of dealt with in every kind of stage of that journey, right? I mean, mm-hmm. going through high school is one thing. Yeah. college is another level another devil right yes so um what are i there's so many questions i can ask you right now. <laughs> i mean you're still in school now so mm-hmm. how has that impacted your law school journey and um how i would say how has it manifested in your life today okay so the fear, the fear, the way it manifested in my life, it, it was two, twofold, right? On one hand, it almost became, it's almost like my body remembered the fear, right? And, and became accustomed to it. And so mm-hmm. now they, panic attacks aren't regular, but they do happen. Obviously, because it's been some years since I've been in school, I'm able to manage them um, a lot better than I did. Listen. I, I have so every time I tell the story, somebody always says, You gotta tell this story again. Like you Please have do. I shall, right? <laughs> so boom. What had happened was, long story short, short story shorter, right? I'm walking through Ohio State's campus and boom, my heart starts being fast. I'm like, oh shoot, I'm about to die right here. So I'm not trying to let that happen, right? So I see this white dude on a bike and I run up on him and I'm like Bam, run your bike. I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> I'm having a heart attack. I need your bike. And he's like, I don't understand. I don't see how this is happening to me right now in the middle of campus. I'm getting robbed. I'm like, sir, listen, I'm going to give you my ID. Collat- what do you want for collateral? I'm not trying to steal it. I just need to make it to the medical center so I don't die in the middle of campus. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So then we go back and forth a little bit. I try to convince him, yes, I'm black, but I'm not going to rob you. I'm not going to hurt you. I just need Important. a bike. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I hop on the bike. I ride to the medical center. I leave the bike in front of the, you know, in front of the medical center for him. And I go inside and they're like, ma'am, you just need to breathe. Like, you're good. And then I breathe, you know, take a couple deep breaths and we're good. Anyway, so that's what my life looked like then. It doesn't look yeah. like that much now. I manage it well. But so in, in, one, in one regard, that's how the anxiety has manifested. But on the second, in the second um, 
the second way it's manifested is that um, I have a track record, right, for conquering things that I felt like were once impossible. You know what I'm saying? And that yeah. memory stays with me more than the panic attacks, more than anxiety. Mm-hmm. The fact mm-hmm. that the undergrad degree felt impo- impossible at the time. And then doing it with anxiety felt ultra impossible. But now having conquered both, I'm like, oh, we do impossible. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? So those are the two ways it's manifested. And in terms of law school, I haven't started yet. I'm in the process of studying for the LSAT. And um, and the, the fear of going back to school is a lot, but... It is just like whenever we go through things in, in, in life, right? So education for me has always been a mountain. And so high school was a small mountain. And then undergrad was a bigger mountain. But I can look back at my mountains. Like I've been here before. Like I've, I have experienced crossing this, these kind of mountains. So when I get to the mountain again, all I have to do is look back at the other mountains and be like, Todd, we've been here before. We've conquered mountains here before, and this one is no different. We're going to conquer this one too. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I'm attacking my law school journey and studying for the LSAT is that, yes, the fear exists, but we've been here before. And if, we've con- if we conquered those mountains, we can conquer this one too. That's so I hope I answered good. your question. You definitely answered my question. Oh, okay. That is so good. I think it's easy to remind ourselves of of the fear and of the hard stuff mm-hmm. and like get overwhelmed by that again but i think one important thing that you said is oh but i've done this before mm-hmm. like i have made it through and yes sure this journey is maybe a little bit different but i am an overcomer that is who i am and that remains true no matter what the mountain is before me exactly. i absolutely Love that. And you brought up a whole bunch of other things. So I'm going to just revisit them. One. Do your thing, Chris. (laughs) Do your thing. You know. One, first of all, I think I mentioned that you were in law school and you're not yet, but I was just speaking it into existence because it is going to happen. So there we go. Um, But you also, like going back to that mountain that you're describing. So um, I get that, like, once you've been through one mountain, like, going to the next ones, sure, they might be steeper, and they they might be bigger in front of you, but you know you've made it through one before. So, let's go back to that first mountain. Okay. What are, what were some of those practical, tactical things that really helped you get over that hump? Sure. So the first mountain, when I, when I talk specifically around education, the first mountain was high school, right? And the only reason I made it through high school because I had a mentor, this one lady, her name is Shonda. And she literally was the, at the time, she was the director of the after school program. I was on the step team and she was the director of the after school program. And she took me in, you guys can't see me on the podcast right now, but I have locks. And the lady that I'm talking about, when she took me under her wing in high school, she had locks, these long, beautiful brown locks. And when she almost rescued me, right, um, and loved me and supported me, I said, I'm going to, like, I'm going to have locks like her one day. And that's, that's kind of the story behind my hair. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she mentored me. She loved me. She went to my parent-teacher conferences. You know what I mean? Like she wow. really invested so much in me. And be- it was because of her that I ended up graduating high school. And so that was the first mountain. So just having that support system at that stage really made all the difference. That makes a big, big difference. Like I don't know if a lot of people realize that investing in other people. So, I mean, okay. We're both at this point in life where we are not just being mentored, but we are mentors to people. Right. And sometimes, I mean, life is busy. So sometimes it feels like, "Mm, is this really the best? Yeah. Yeah, no, for real. Because you don't see the impact right away. But I mean, someone like your high school mentor literally might not be able to see every. Thing that mm-hmm. you've been able to accomplish now but it was worth it and yeah. I, I think that's especially important for black and brown kids 
um, hello. There are a lot of people who, um, yeah, maybe just don't have that opportunity. And I know there are a lot of stats out there that I don't have memorized, but Mm -hmm. um, I just like, I have such a passion for um, looking out for those that might not, might be on the margins. And um, I think that's also just an important thing to call out, especially when we're, when we're talking about overcoming hurdles and challenges. Um, Mm -hmm. I think even about like, what you were mentioning before as um, with regards to panic attacks and fear and anxiety. Um, We mentioned therapy. How did that, um, how did those things connect for you? Was it um, hard to step into therapy um, Mm -hmm. for any reason, including um, maybe your background? Sure. Um, Cause you know when you black and you say therapy, it's a whole bunch of negative, you know, stigmas that go along with that. But um, for me, when I when I was an undergrad, I think I saw a therapist when I was really really young. But I didn't. I felt like he was playing with my head, so that didn't last long. Maybe one session, it wasn't a thing. But um, when I was an undergrad, I I recognized that if I did not get a therapist, I wasn't gonna make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I needed somebody to talk to. I was caring way too much. And so that's when I realized, like, oh, the university is, like, this is a resource here. And so I sought out that resource, and it was literally my saving grace, so... That's really, that's really awesome. I mean, I can, I can attest to it as well. Therapy has been really formative in my growth, and I didn't start it at a younger age or in college like you did but definitely see the results of it um yeah and be able being able to identify the root of things because once you get Mm -hmm. to the root of it then you can you can deal with any anything that buds out right like you you're holding it at the root so I think that's really really awesome that that's something that you've been able to do um um, so I want to bring up a conversation around um, imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. which is also a very real thing as you um, enter into new spaces. Um, maybe you don't feel like you belong. So I want to hear what your thoughts are on imposter syndrome and how you've been able to maybe just give me a couple examples of what that's looked like for you and um, how you've walked through it. Sure. Um, so what I haven't mentioned is that I have, I work in corporate America. I am in the learning and development space and, um, man, a lot of times I'm just in rooms with these big people that are ooh, way up the chain. I'm just kind of like, I'm just little old me. So I'm just a little black girl from Harlem. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did I end up in a room with the CHRO or, you know, the CEO Mm -hmm. with these people? And I constantly feel like people are looking at me and they can see, I don't know, something, I I think that they think that there's something on me that says this girl's from Harlem, you know, her dad's a drug dealer. Her mom was a teenage mom. Like she don't even belong here. And those anxieties and fears start to mess with me. And I, and I start to feel insecure and small and little, you know? So when it's my turn to show up, I'd rather sit in the back than sit on the front row or the second mm-hmm. row. I'd rather be quiet than ask questions. You know what I'm saying? Um, fear of looking dumb, because I'm faking. I don't really belong here. This is not where my people from. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So that is how uh, imposter syndrome has imposter syndrome has kind of plagued me in the workspace right now. Even pursuing a law degree, I'm like, you're trying to be a a lawyer for what? Like, who you think you are, sis? I need you to back up. <laughs> I need you to pipe down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um. You're doing too much, you know, and, and, and no, it's kind of like, no, like I fought to get here. You know what I'm saying? I belong here because I fought to get here. Like nobody gave me anything just off the strength that it was a fight and I keep fighting every single day. And because I keep fighting, other people are going to look at me and they're going to fight. You know what I'm saying? Um, just that representation. And, 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 and I think imposter syndrome starts to, kind of lose its hold, lose its grip when I start to recognize recognize 
um, that there's a need for representation in corporate America, in in the uh, the field of law. You know what I'm saying? There's so many uh, brown girls that need representation. So it's beyond me, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's how imposter syndrome has plagued me in the past, plagued me sometimes, but I refuse to let it be. Listen, I've come too far to only come just this far, right? right. I say I've come too far to only come this far. Mm-hmm. You know, so a, a imposter syndrome is going to be, have to be one of the other things that goes on the, I conquered this thing. Yep. Another mountain. You know what I mean? Yep. Period. Period. <laughs> There I'm not making sense. Krista, stop me and let me know if I'm talking in circles, okay? No, it makes perfect sense. And I okay. asked you that question for that reason because I um I know it's something that you've experienced and I I know how it feels when you start something and right off the bat you feel like you don't belong. Yeah. You are starting at um a detriment at mm-hmm. a place that it's not the same starting line as everyone else, sure. right? Um, not to mention the fact that <laughs> all the factors that make you feel that way, right? You're like, sure. I maybe don't look like everyone else. I have a different background than everyone else. No one, no one else that I know has been in this position before, so I don't have that roadmap. Yeah, um, exactly. And all these things start to play in your head, and you're like, why am I here? Mm-hmm, exactly. It does not make sense. And then it can then it can take a turn. Like depending on how long you can let that go for it, it can take a turn of sure. like actually affecting the way that you show up at work or your job performance or something. Right, like that. right. Um I've I mean, I've personally experienced that um in the workspace as well. Mm-hmm. And in other spaces where I just feel very different. Sure. But I think yeah. something that you said that I really want to highlight is that even though and you didn't say it this way, but this is how I processed it in my mind is, you know, even though I feel like I don't belong, I am needed here. Sure. And I think that is something that um, when we feel that way, like we are imposing on a situation that is not ours for the taking that we have to remind ourselves that we are needed here. Um, Like they need me. I have something unique to bring to the table. I am different. (laughs) I have a different perspective. My background gives me a different insight on the situation that they wouldn't be able to bring. And so reminding ourselves of that, but then also seeking those mentors and those counselors and those people who can help you along the way and help you on the journey. Just like, yeah, just like you needed in elementary school, you need that in every step of your journey. Yeah, exactly. Um, so completely relate to that. Um, and, and, and just to piggyback on what you said, like that I'm needed here, that is so good. Yes. Like this culture needs more diversity and inclusion. Right. But so I feel like I'm needed here, but also I'm needed here for some other person who feels counted out. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I'm here, like I need to be able to be in spaces that feel uncomfortable, that where I don't look like anybody so that people who are looking at me can say, oh, like I can do it too. So I'm you're, you're, like, you have to realize that we have to realize we're needed here for everybody. Everybody needs us here. Okay. The marginalized yeah. or the people who are on the margins and, the people who may not even see the value were needed from every vantage point. And that's on period six. Right. That makes <laughs> it very special. Like, wow. Yes. Oh, how the tables have turned. Oh, how the tables <laughs> have turned. <laughs> and it's good. I mean, I, I, I think it's good to look look back, look where you're at and look forward. Right. So, I mean, I think looking back is that initial imposter syndrome of like everything that's led me up to here does not make sense to why I am here right now. And it's good to, I mean, sure. It feels awkward. Um, and no one likes to not, to not feel like they belong somewhere, but it also puts things in perspective because then when you look at the now, you're like, I am here despite those things. And I am here for, um, for the people around me who are in the margins or who are not in the margins that need a different 
um, perspective and then looking forward I mean, and being like, okay, future generations, the people coming after me, they're going to see me here and believe that they can do it too. So exactly. that is, that's exactly it. And I, and I think it's important. Sometimes though, it feels like pressure mm-hmm. because it, it is, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's also, that's kind of full circle actually, because it's it's a healthy pressure in a sense because like we it's for the good of us and for the good of the people that are going to come after us but also mm-hmm. pressure is still pressure and that can right. trigger other things like um fear and anxiety right which we exactly. talked about earlier I, has that happened to you have you felt that pressure um like even if it's a positive pressure, like has it triggered anything for you? And are there ways that you um, are overcoming that? In the workspace or just in my life in general? In general. Yeah, I do feel pressure. I do feel a lot of pressure. I feel like um, people in my family, they look at me, first of all, they look at me like I have it all together when Lord knows. Mm-hmm. I am more, I am more, if if not more, just as much of a work in progress, you know what I'm saying, as anybody else is. And so there is a lot of pressure. I feel like, um, I do, from my family's vantage point, I do carry a light, you know what I mean, that they're inspired by. And um, sometimes the truth is, sometimes we are the only hope that people have. We are the only hope that people see, you know, and that pressure to, succeed because I'm like man if I don't who will you know what I'm saying like who will show them that this life is real like you can have a passion you can have a dream and you can go get it um so yes I I have pressure because sometimes I feel like for a lot of people that I know personally that in, in my life I am the only hope that they have sometimes I mean not just like me all my quote unquote glory, but just my tenacity and resilience that they, that they see, um, they haven't seen before or known somebody so close in proximity, actually seeing day in, day out, like trying to figure it out. And so the pressure to succeed, because if not, I feel like other people may give up is a lot, but Listen, I was built for the battle, created for the conflict. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you better so preach, Baxter. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do know what you're saying. And that's and that's good. Um there's there's a there's a mantle of responsibility that comes yeah. with being a first, but that comes with being a leader. Um And you have to be able to carry it well, right? Mm -hmm. Get the help that you need to make it through. But yeah, it kind of comes with the, comes with the journey. And I think that you've done that so well. I see you as a light. Um, And so I know that the people are closest to you and your family see that too. Um, You're a light in the creative space as well with top of the morning. Um, Top of the morning to you. Hello by Tatiana Marie. And it is a highlight of the week when you encourage others who have, who go through anything, right? It could be imposter syndrome. It could be literally anything. And you find a way to articulate and encourage people to keep moving forward and that there's something, there's a light at the end of the tunnel for them. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love it. I am very curious, though, at what your why is. Why did you go down this path? Why? Um, yeah, why? Just what's your why? Sure. Um, I have a lot of whys, but my why for top of the morning specifically is, um, man, I know what it feels like to not have support, you know? you go through things in life and you realize family is a luxury that a lot of people don't have. Support is a luxury that a lot of people don't have, you know, or maybe you have family, but they don't see your dream. They don't see your vision. And so you feel lonely because of that. I I know what that feels like. And so if I can just be a small little piece, you know what I mean? A small little 
sound uh, of encouragement, of hope, of motivation for anybody just to help them along the journey. I felt like it was it was worth every single Tuesday making a, a morning video if somebody decided to pursue their dream or not give up because of it. So my why is for the people who are listening to Top of the Morning is, man, like if you don't have support, like I'll be that support for you. I'll be that voice for you. Cause it's not easy to come by. It's not. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and it's a little bit of sunshine that just like pushes you forward because I know like you can have all the motivation in the world on Thursday and then come Tuesday, you're like, wow, why am I doing this again? <laughs> exactly. No, for real. So everyone has motivation Monday, you know, so I had to switch it up. You got to switch it. Make it Tuesday. Make it Tuesday. Tuesday. (laughs) Because we got to be different. Um, We we really do. And I think even just that theme of wanting to do life differently has been a motivation for you, it seems. Sure. Of knowing like. Okay, Krista. (laughs) I'm I'm just picking up what you're putting down. Okay. I'm just picking it up. <laughs> Where are you putting it together? Um, <laughs> but it's true though. You have made it your mission to do life differently, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's family, whether it's education, whether it's work, it seems like everything that you're doing, you're assessing your situation and saying, I'm going for it full force. And I love that. Are there some... Are there some practical things that you've been able to put into place that keep you moving forward day by day? Yes, there are some practical things. Not that I think about them like that, but listen, I keep my circle small. And it it could be part of my personality, but I am definitely a quality over quantity individual. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. important. You know what I mean? I've always been that way. Um, and so my support system is very tight knit, you know, my immediate sphere of influence, um, I can count on one hand, you know, when it comes to friendships, I can look at somebody and I can say, okay, this is a great person. And we might have a little, you know, kiki, ha ha, tickle <laughs> here and there. But at the end of the day, what are you doing with your life? You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, where are you going? I, I have these kind of conversations. Um, uh, and I learned from you, Krista, right? Everybody doesn't have to be going where I'm going. Everybody doesn't have to be, you know, whatever. But you got to be going somewhere. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So the people who we surround ourselves with, absolutely. Um, is a, The people who I surround myself with, it's absolutely a very practical thing that I do to kind of stay focused, you know? I have a lot of people in my life, but I don't talk to everybody in terms of, I don't get advice from everybody. It's only very few people where I will go to them and say, this is my vision. This is what I'm thinking about. What do you think about this? You know what I'm saying? I can't have everybody speaking into my life because I'm so special and vulnerable and, you know what I'm saying, fragile. I might throw my whole life away because, you know what I'm saying? Somebody said the wrong thing Mm -hmm. out of a limited uh, ability to really see me for who I am. Um, and, and, and the potential that I have inside of me. So that's numero uno. Who's in your circle? Period. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stop saying period. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, but, um, <laughs> I can say as much as I want. Kristen, this is your podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and another thing I like to read. Do you got to have a good book on hand? Always got to have a good book. I have Audible. I have so many books. Oh, this is not sponsored, period. <laughs> it's not sponsored, but Audible, if you would like to sponsor you know in the future, we are here. I'm here. It Call me. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so right now I'm reading Grit by Angela Duckworth. Super good book. Working through that right now. So reading is a good one. And um, constantly just keeping my vision before me. What do I want to do? Why do I want to do that? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Prayer, devotion, obviously, is a a big thing. Got to stay centered. You know, know who you are in this life so you don't get, listen, thrown from here to there and everywhere. You got to be centered, especially with the social media age and so many people trying to be so many other people. I just want to be who God created me to be. I just want to love people, do my work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's it. So, yeah, that, that, that's my, those are my practical things. 
I love it. I love it. I mean, those are key things just for success in life. Mm -hmm. I think of just like, who are you surrounded with by? Right. Who are you surrounded by? Mm -hmm. That's always number one. I love that you keep a tight circle. I mean, if you know Tatiana and you see her circle, you will immediately get jealous because she really has that quality mm-hmm. within her friendships and her relationships that are unmatched, but she's able to pour that much into them because those are her focus. Like, no offense to anyone else, but like, come on, yeah. not everyone can make it there. And I think that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. that's, it's not rude. It's right. actually just taking care of yourself and making sure that you can give the best to those around you too. And I think that's sure. there's a lot of wisdom in that. So I love that you do that. Reading, I'm gonna have to look into that. Can I, can I stop that. you really quickly? Yeah, please. I still think it's important, like to keep to to have a quality circle, but also be able to look at people. And although you're not super duper close, you're not they're not your best friend. Be able to see the value that people add and know and kind of be strategic about who you connect yourself with. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, just so everybody knows, Krista is absolutely one of those people for me. Uh, Krista is a couple years younger than me, um, but I, I see her worth. I see her value and how much she adds to life. And as soon as I remember meeting Krista and having conversations with Krista years ago and just being like, this is a quality individual and, and because just off the strength of you just being such a quality individual i'm like this is somebody that's going to be in my life forever you know so i don't want people to don't mistake me for saying i keep my circle small or i have these intimate relationships meaning that i don't reach out and, and see people who are quality and know that they have things to add to my life and so they're in the circle as well but um I think that's another important part yeah. of it. Like, don't just be, because I used to be out here pushing people out, like, left and right. Like, you you just holding up space, but not really being, being able to see the quality in people. If you, if you can't see the quality in people, you'll miss out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was so missing out at one point. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because there is a key difference between being insular and being intentional. Mm-hmm. And like exactly. you, being insular means that, okay, this is my, my circle. No one else can come in. I'm not going out. Like this is it. And it's, ooh, that's, un- that's where it gets unhealthy. But being right. intentional about your relationship means I'm not going to just let everyone into the nitty gritty of my life. Right. Like I'm going to be mindful of that. I'm going right. to like invest in quality relationships because that because that's what I'm worth one and right. because it's mutually beneficial. So I think exactly. I'm so glad that you brought it up because it's not a ooh, this is my posse, this is my right. it's not that. It's just being intentional about that because exactly. out of your relationships flow so much more in your life. So exactly. thanks for that. Um of course. Yes, 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 yes. I, I mean, I love all those things, and I tried my best to do them as well. I think you've, 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 you've made it a little bit further than I have, but I mean, <laughs> I will say maybe two things I would add to that for me is um, journaling. Journaling mm-hmm. is a must for me. That's just the way that I process things out and, and clear out my head. Um, and then affirmations, and I think affirmations yeah. are big for you too because you're such oh, an encourager. Um, what does that look like for you? Well, I have these things. We call them confessions at my church. And basically, it's not its not really just a one-liner. Well, I need to say those two. But it's more like, a, this is who I am. This is what I want. This is where I'm going. This is... It, it, it's, it's, it can be like a whole page of... I, just, mm-hmm. like, I literally took out time and I wrote like what my name meant, right? Some of my favorite Bible scriptures. What do I actually want? to happen? What do I want to see manifest in my life? Um, where mm. am I going at the pinnacle of all the things I'm working for? What will that look like? You know what I mean? Like writing those things out and confessing them as they were, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's kind of what it looks like. It's good. What it looks like for me. And so confessions are usually my, my thing. I like that. Do you have any you would like to share or is it really just that personal? Right. So the one from Nipsey Hustle is the game is going to test you, never fold, 
always stay 10 toes down because what you have is not on you, it's in you. And what's in you can never be taken away. You know what I mean? And yep. so these are the wow. things I try to speak over myself. Ma'am, that is serious. It is serious. And that is encouraging yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? Like you're speaking it over yourself and encouraging yourself at the same time. And I, sorry, you kind of got me at a loss for words with those. (laughs) (laughs) Because that is so beautiful. I choose, I prefer not to be a common man. Something like, like, excuse me? Testing, testing. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is so good and such a great reminder daily or however often you read that of like, no, I am, I am different. I have something to offer. There is something in me that no one can take away. Like, right. Amazing. I, I choose to take the calculated risk. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I know it's going to be hard, but I will be decisive about my life. You know, mm-hmm. like, these are the things we just have to do. We have to do the work, yep. you know? And when you're in the middle, so it's one thing to say it when you're like, everything is hunky-dory, it's rose gold, it's beautiful. Sure. It's another thing to choose to say that when things don't look that way, when you're, you feel down exactly. and out, you feel like there's no hope and to say, no, I choose to take the calculated risk. Like right. it's not fun right. right now, but this is what I've chosen because exactly. I am not trying to live an ordinary life. Exactly. Boom. That's it. Like, and I think there's, it's such a, it's such a skill and such a gifted challenge if that's if I can put those words together mm-hmm. to be able to lean into that in those times because you come out of it different sure you you come out of it knowing that oh this oh I I did this right with God's help obviously but I I did this yes, exactly. <laughs> like, you did that yes it was an active thing it wasn't a passive like I let this happen to me or I don't really know how right. it was like no I every step of the way I was intentional about how I approached exactly this. and that's important because it's something I've been thinking about like listen I'm not even kidding I was feeling like at one point that I was going to accomplish all my goals in life because I had a great personality I'm like what people like me <laughs> I'm the bomb how am I not gonna be the greatest to ever do it do you know who I am no sis who are you actually we <laughs> know I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> actually no we don't and I was really thinking like like god life was gonna give me a pass because I was cute and I had a good personality but I'm realizing mm. that's not the kind of theology you want to build your life mm-hmm. for because you're gonna find yourself broke busted and disgusted singing i should have could have would have don't be that person <laughs> don't be them don't be that it's a thing though it is i know people who are dope i mean dope but they're not doing anything yeah it- <laughs> I'm laughing because I feel like you're preaching to me right now. I'm like, so you're telling me <laughs> I'm not fabulous. I can but no, I think it's true though because <laughs> I'm laughing, but there's there's a lot of truth in it because it's like you think that because only like you know what's in you. Yes. So when you know that you're carrying that and that you're just a great person and cute, whatever, you just come and you're like, hello, I'm here. here. I've arrived. I have arrived. I need you to all see this and recognize. See my accolades. Yes, just immediately. I'm here. Give me my accolades on the shrimp that I showed up. Thank you. (laughs) Appreciate it. Oh my gosh, it's literally how we think sometimes. It's so but, true. But we have to show something for ourselves. It's a hot mess. It's we a hot mess. It's true. Man, I'm going to take that word because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I for sure show up in meetings like, hello. <laughs> okay, exactly. It's like, 
is that the next top of the morning? Like, what's going on? Can you please make a whole video about this? Because no, I need to process. <laughs> I need to process all of this. Literally. Oh my gosh. But I think, I mean, before your video comes out, at least one thing we can say about it is that you have to be able to articulate your value. You need to figure out what it is. You it's know true. it's in there, but you have to be able to articulate it or at least um, express it, show it to people because not everyone is that intuitive. They're not going to be able to look at you and be like, she is going to be the next Oprah, the next fill in the break. Like, it may be true. You need to make it true, though. You you need to show them why that is the case. Like, they're, they're not Raven Simone. They can't see into the future. Period. And at this point, you basing your whole future on feeling like Oprah. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, could you just feel like I'm going to need you and your feelings to go take a back seat mm-hmm. and I'm going to need you to roll up your arms, your, your your sleeves and get to work, sis. Period. Yes, get to work. I get think that is a theme of today. <laughs> get to work. <laughs> it's a word. Let it resonate in your spirit, in your innermost being get to work (laughs) um uh, tatiana you are literally the best and i think i mean (laughs) although we could and yet we're serious i mean i think you've exemplified this really well of getting to work um to proving yourself to encouraging yourself and encouraging others along the way um I've been inspired by hearing your story and how you've pushed through these things. And um, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to keep going. And that's what right. you've been doing. And it is amazing. So we have two more things. First, I love to always throw in a curveball in my podcast um, because okay. I believe that life is curvy. It doesn't always make sense. Right. I'm curvy. I don't always make sense. (laughs) So we're figuring this out. We are figuring this out together. And the current thing that is just low-hanging fruit that we are figuring out right now is this pandemic, um, is this quarantined stay-at-home life. How are you dealing with this? Um, And what are your thoughts about it? In a few words. Sure. Sure. Um, You know, I, I, was it? It wasn't you. We were texting, you and I, and we were mm-hmm. saying how we were these social in- introverts, right? Yes. Was that you? Yes. So my, so I'm like 53 introvert, 47 extrovert. And so my 53% introversion is honestly loving being at home, thriving, literally. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm on vacation while the rest of the world is falling apart. I'm living my best life. Right. However, unfortunately, not unfortunately, fortunately, I realized how I can allow my introversion to keep me out of community. Right. Mm -hmm. To take take for granted friendships and meeting people and going to events, because I will hit you with the quickness talking about, no, sorry, I'm not coming. I will decline an event and invitation any day, any night, just because I'm tired and I don't feel like it. You know, Mm -hmm. and so, but during this pandemic, I'm like, wow, like I really take it for granted just hanging out and loving people and building, you know, friendships or associates, uh, uh, what have you. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's allowed me to, um, once this thing is over, I'm going to be more intentional about going out, hanging with people and living my best life. Yes, as you should. As right. you, should. you can't take these things for granted anymore. I think that's one out of yeah. a thousand things that I've learned in this period of like, I cannot take the things that I thought were normal for granted. Right. It's true. That's it. That's it. Very true. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. The second and final thing is what are your last encouraging words for? the people listening today sure my encouraging words are listen you only get one shot at this life thing like you get one chance make it count you know a lot of us i think we 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 get in these debate debates about education and how what what does it really mean to be successful or what does success mean to you and 
um, about money and, and the poor. Like we just have these, these vast arguments about what life should be, what life should be made of, what paths people should take, what they shouldn't take. My take on it is our sole, um, our main focus should always be impact. You know, on a micro level, on a macro level, whatever you do, make impact, mm-hmm. leave the world a better place simply because you were here. Period. Period. That's exactly what you're doing. Thank you so much, Tatiana, for joining me. You are a queen. You are amazing. For those that feel the same way that I do, which I'm sure is everyone, please, please follow Tatiana on Instagram. Her handle is the real Tatiana Marie. The real Tatiana T A T I A N A. Murray on Instagram. She has her top of the morning inspirational videos every Tuesday morning. You can also follow little old me at <laughs> Curvy Krista. C-H-R-I-S-T-A, the Curvy Krista. Follow me on Instagram as well and on my journey to inspire others to live their best lives as well. Again, you have tuned in to figuring out life with your host, Krista Neuter, and her special guest, Tatiana Marie. We'll see you next time.